Okay. Hey, everyone. Welcome to episode 15 of Real Woman Real Estate. Wow, that's intense. It's intense. It is intense. I'm well, proud of us. I'm proud of us too, you know. <laughs> In a world full of procrastinators, we've pulled it off. Of course, my name is Ebony. I'm Kimberly. I'm Courtney. And we are here to bring you another very special episode. Today, we have a special guest, a millennial real estate agent, if you will, <laughs> even though I, I hate that word. It's very valid. We're talking about generations and we're a new generation. I'm going to introduce our special guest. Her name is Priya Darshini Persad. Did I say that right? Wow, that is so impressive. <laughs> it's the woe. <laughs> <laughs> That's millennial thing. We call you Priya for short. That's okay, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. That's okay. Before we introduce Priya and who she is and all the awesome things she's doing with her real estate career, you know, we got to give you some wisdom. We got to give you the quote of the day, which is from Miss Oprah Winfrey, who says, Do what you have to do until you can do what you want to do. Can I get an amen? Amen. Yeah. Amen. Okay. I feel like that's like the the entrepreneur or like hustlers anthem, right? We live a different lifestyle now, so later we can do things that other people can't do. Okay, so let me give Priya some some shine. Let's give Priya her flowers. <laughs> Priya Darcy Prasad is a media guru and award-winning real estate professional based out of the DMV area. Also an associate producer for the Russ Parr Morning Show, Priya leverages her expertise in brand development and exposure to create a one-of-a-kind experience for her clients. With over seven years of experience, Priya is a top producer for Exit Landmark Realty, and her team, the home team, has just been designated as top 10 internationally. Congratulations. Priya holds a master's degree in organizational communication with concentrations in research analysis that provides a solid background on which her career is built. Ms. Priya, yes ma'am, do your thing. Welcome wow. to Real <laughs> Welcome and thank you for being here. Thank you for having me. I mean, that's a phenomenal introduction. You are decorated. I love it. I was like, yes, make sure we say that associate producer, honey, and that master's honey. <laughs> that's so cool. I remember Russ Part uh, when I was growing up. He he used to have a show down here in Dallas. Yeah, I guess it was all over. Yeah. Yeah. I used to love listening to him. I thought he was so funny. It is such an honor to be able to like have grown up on him and then just we're all in the mix now looking at the group chats all day and it's just like, okay, Russ, relax. Now that I can say <laughs> relax, Russ. Mm-hmm. Like, it's like surreal, huh? It's a blessing. Really it is. That actually takes us into our first question. How do you balance your real estate career with being a public relations expert and an associate producer for the Russ Parr Morning Show? Because that's a lot, honey. How do you manage all of that? Honestly, so my grandmother would say that I need to get more sleep. Like she, this morning, she was like, listen, Pri, you got bags under your eyes. You need more sleep. And I'm like, dang, do I? <laughs> but honestly, days start at like four in the morning and I go to sleep about 11. So my schedule really works like this. Um, up at four, morning show starts. I got to be there at five, five, 5.15 in the morning. I get off at 10 a.m. From 10 a.m. to whatever time of the day, that's PR and real estate. 
And in actuality, it's cool because everything is at the palm of our hands now, right? Like I operate with two cell phones, my laptop and an iPad. So at, at any given time in the day, I'm doing whatever it is that I need to do. And so it seems that it's a lot, but with no husband, no boyfriend, no kids, I don't have any other excuse but to go get everything that I need. And that's for me. I love it. <laughs> yeah. No yeah, excuses. No excuses. No, I remember those days. I wish I could. <laughs> before the kids, before the husband. Exactly. Right. Freedom. Freedom, man. I uh, my dog, so. Name it. I mean, passion works for working with my clients, whether it's for real estate or it's building a brand and it just thrives me. It makes me feel super accomplished to see something that I'm watering just blossom right in front of my eyes. And so really that is my push. Like that's my yeah. motivation every single day. Like what can I like finesse now to watch it blow up? Yeah. No, that's important, right? Because as a, you know, our background or whatever we're in, you know, it's some people to be in a real estate agent, you have to be a self-starter. You can't be somebody that's passive or, you know, if you're somebody that needs a coach to kind of push you, you're going to have a really hard time. So with your background in public relations, you know, how does that help you transition into an, uh, a real estate agent? So it, it's really cool because I'm, I've already have been working with clients, right? And so putting uh, people's desires first is something that comes naturally. And so that transitioning that over to real estate just did basically that they have a goal. My job is to help you meet your goal. For instance, with branding, you come to me, we do a consultation. You say, hey, this is where I want to be in six months from now, or this is what I want to do a year from now. And my job is to get you there. Same goes with real estate. You say, hey, mm -hmm. Priya, I want to buy a house in six months. Tell me what it is that I need to do. We sit down. We blueprint things. This is your strategy. Go get it. I love it. And it just kind of keeps it, you know, just keeps it to the, straight to the point. Right? If you know, if you're already working with clients and you can identify what we like to call their DNA, what their desires, needs, and um, their attributes, you know, what is it that their goals are? If you're already working on that realm, then it's so easy for you to be able to transition. So I figured that that would just be easy for you having that background of already working with people. And so that's probably what's kind of going to lead me into this next question. I kind of already know the answer, but what sets you apart <laughs> from your counterparts um, with having, you know, a marketing strategy. What is your marketing strategy? What sets you so, apart? This is so difficult because I have yet to cultivate my own marketing plan. And my mentor who is listening or watching this right now is <laughs> probably going to absolutely <laughs> murder me after this. But um, I think that we are our biggest crit critics, right? And so absolutely. for me to be a marketing strategist, like seriously, have gone to school for years for this. I, every time I sit down to do my marketing plan, I get stuck. And I don't know why I, I, the goal is to honestly push as many videos or visuals that I can right now, just showcasing um, what I can do with my clients. Other yeah. than that, I don't know any other strategy that is better to show you what I can do other than showing you what I've, I've done. And so I don't really have a real marketing strategy other yeah. than come to me and I, just watch me show you the magic that can happen. Yeah. That's crazy because we can always do it so much better for other people than we can do it it's for true. ourselves, right? It's always mm -hmm. like, you know, how we say hair, hairstyle is, their hair may be a mess, but they can blow the hell out of your hair, you know? Right. They might look busted, but you still know they can do your hair. It's kind of the same thing. Absolutely. I always say, 
talk about what your passion is. If your passion is, you know, whatever it is within the public relations realm, whatever you've been doing, whatever you're passionate about, that's what you should speak on. For for me, it was when I got into real estate, it was about finance. I had a finance background, so that was my passion. And that's what I talked about in helping people from a financial perspective. And that was something that I was confident in. So starting out as a new agent, uh, it wasn't really confident, right? It's a steep learning curve. The real estate game, there's a lot of technical nuances. Mm -hmm. And so when you talk about something with confidence, that's always the easiest transition. And for you, you it's a no-brainer. You got masters, you got you like years ahead of the game. If I were to give some unsolicited, I would focus on that. Just some things that you're um that you're passionate about. And so speaking of being not necessarily new agent, and when when you say kind of like a, just an agent in this realm you're you're the chosen one you're the one that's experiencing something and this is a whole test of experience you have agents that have experienced the 2008 you know recession uh, recession Mm -hmm. and all types of crises like this is our experience right this is what Mm -hmm. we're going to tell people that we went through that's going to make us credible so what is it like for you going through um this pandemic right now It's so amazing that you said that because honestly, when we compare 2008 recession to now, now, um, let's think about it. In 2008, Facebook wasn't blooming like it was. There was no Instagram. YouTube wasn't around. Google, I don't know what was happening because I mean, I was... I was in high school, like just barely yeah. trying to get it onto um, Facebook page. And so it's, it's different now. Business has not slowed down for me at all. I've closed three um, homes in the midst of a pandemic awesome. and and I'm under contract for my own home as a first time home buyer. And so I didn't okay. know if you that up because that's been a secret. <laughs> so I wasn't even sure. I was like, I know she's buying a home, but I don't know if she's bringing it up. But yes, <laughs> go there. Yes. Yeah, because no one knows. I haven't said anything. Like, it ha- it's not, she's, Kimmy, Kim, it's right. <laughs> I have not said, I said, Kimmy, that's, I call her Kimmy, guys. <laughs> I have not said absolutely anything to anyone just because the process has been so, uh, we'll talk about it. But um, <laughs> comparing from 2008 to now, it's just different. I don't see or foresee uh, a crash like 2008 before because technology has changed. Um, We're not going looking for realtors, like rolling up to buildings now. You're searching online. You're searching realtor.com. You're on Facebook saying, hey. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yep. They're watching videos on YouTube. And so as long as you're doing those things, business is going to continue to bloom. Today, I did a consultation. Tomorrow, I have three. And so... Oh, that's awesome. Not slowing down. People are still listing houses. People are still buying houses unseen, uh, sight unseen. For, for instance, for me, my first home, I put in an offer, hadn't even seen the place in person, just all from pictures. And so people are still. You wrote the uh, offer subject to, subject to uh, inspection? Okay. Yes, always. Always subject to inspections. I will not, you, let, you, you can only advise your clients, right? Right. But I'm like, hey, buddy, you need this home inspection. This is the biggest investment of your life. You need to yeah. know what's happening behind those walls. And I'm just, I'm a realtor. I don't have x-ray vision. I can't tell you what's happening behind this wall. You need to see. Exactly. Subject exactly. to a home inspection, of course, always. So, so you said that people are buying homes. You've closed three during a pandemic. And so kudos to you because there's people that are out there just sitting around kind of waiting till this thing is over. 
And so you're out there, uh, you're hustling, you're moving. So are you noticing a trend right now amongst millennials or Generation Z is home buyers in general? So everybody's I, talking about that in the newspapers. Oh, you know, you, you've seen the stuff, you've seen the reports and things like that. Are you experiencing this in, in the area that you are? But you know, this is the thing. Um, 80% of my my homeowners have been millennials that are buying or Generation Z. Wowzers. Oh, like if, if my, all of my videos that you see on my website, majority of them are millennials and not because I'm selective of putting my only my millennials up, but those are the people that are buying houses um, in Generation Z. It's, it's, it's fascinating that articles will say that um, we're not buying homes because we're staying home longer or because we're getting into relationships longer, uh, later in life, marriage or children. And those may be, those things may be true, but I haven't seen that on my end at all. It's very, very simple for me to persuade my peers of investing in generational wealth. I have not experienced that at all. I'm so glad you said that, Priya, because you know, like the running joke is, I'm the youngest, I'm the millennial of us three. And I, Millennials like a dirty word to me. Like I hate it. It's so cringe because you hear so much negativity around millennials. So thank you for setting the record straight that we're not all irresponsible and live in our parents' basement. <laughs> you know, I, honestly, and I don't want to say it's an old people thing that that say that, but um, we're definitely the trendsetters. Just because we're not following the wave like everyone else doesn't mean that we won't create our own and create a movement to do so. It's not a bad word. We're, we're the superpowers of all the generations right now. You hear well, that, you older people? We're <laughs> well, I don't even think that it's necessary, necessarily you sitting in your basement not doing anything because what we've discussed on previous episodes is that a lot of, and then it's similar to what we talked about before, Priya, um, that mm -hmm. a lot of millennials are investing in property but not living in property. So, Which is brilliant. Right. And so not necessarily like Ebony saying, oh, we, you know, I don't think that's why I don't think millennials is a bad word, because I don't think necessarily that they think we're sitting in our parents' basements or, you know, whatever. But you're still buying properties, whether you're living in them or not living in them. You know, I don't know if you've had any clients that have done house hacking, which is when they live in one side and rent out the other. Or I would think that you may have come across that in, in the DMV area. Uh -huh. um, oh. Not to be confused with the BWI area. Thank you. Listen. It is shady. Oh. My husband is from um my husband is from the area. So I know the area very well. Thank oh you. Gosh. Shout out to Silver Springs, Maryland. Moco <laughs> County. There you go. But uh just questions husband. just in general, like are you because I know when you first started, I know you were having a problem. You were like, oh, no one's buying. They're just, mm -hmm. you know, I'm getting a lot of leases. Where did the transition come in? Or was it your marketing that actually transitioned you from getting people who were just leasing and renting to people actually buying homes? I don't, I, you know, it's, I don't know how that strategy came about. Um, I want to say that it might have been marketing. I may have started to put out more videos like, hey, you know, you spend $1,200 on rent monthly a mortgage you could get for 1350 um and then people that were leasing started to reach out saying hey what the heck tell me how i can do that and converted them over the the leasing over to to buyers um so marketing may have done that but i honestly want to say that it may have just been um 
the planning of God for me, honestly. And I'm really <laughs> glad it worked out that way because any agent will tell you that working with um, someone that's looking to lease, they're going to help you set the foundation for your tone in real estate. Leasing is not easy. You get all types of clients and more than usual, it's uh, credit factors or income. And so if you can deal with leasing, then you could probably deal with anything. Interesting. So do you have, or most of the people that are buying homes now from you, are they, have they been investors or people who are actually buying their first time home or what's, what is your trend right now? Most of them are first time home buyers. Um, and my goal is to get them in their homes for as least money as possible and keeping money in their pockets. So I'm looking for uh, pairing them up based upon personality, typically uh, with lenders that can get them to their goal and get them grants. Because it's unfortunate that our culture just don't share that knowledge, right? And that, and unfortunately, that's just the truth. Um, yeah. We don't tell each other how you can save money in your pocket while investing in something major like purchasing a home. And so most of my um, women real estate. buyers right now have been, yeah, first-time home buyers, mm -hmm. but they're also uh, first-time home buyers that are expecting to stay in their homes no longer than two to three years to then turn over to be investment properties and then we'll start looking for new homes for them and so that's the that's the blueprint i like it so with the with the investments and we're, we're active investors right and that's mm -hmm. the thing when you're investing you always want to know where are the hot areas where should mm -hmm. you be investing and so this was kind of a personal question for me you know what is the market like in the dmv area what are the trends that you're seeing you know should i be looking to invest in the dmv what's going on because tell us, tell us, tell us the market. Tell us what we, uh, what we don't know. Because all of us on this call love DC, of course. I love you DC. It. And yes. Ebony, Ebony was just there recently, and she fell in love. I said, "You're gonna love it." She fell in love, and Courtney and I, of course, have history there. So yeah, you're yeah, gonna love it. Pipe is this so expensive? Like, oh, it's so expensive. So DC has become very expensive from uh, our parents' generation. It is so. This is the thing. You're never going to be able to go wrong with investing in a nation's capital. That's not going to change. So, yes, DMV like is that. a great place to invest always. Like, what what country can you go to and not want to be close to the nation's capital? It, it's just honestly, it's a no brainer. But when we talk about uh, gentrification for DC, that's what's happening there. You're not able to find homes there for no less than three fifty, and I'm talking maybe two bedrooms, one bath. That, that it really is it is expensive but then you can go over to places like maryland close to dc border 10 minute drive 15 minute drive you're right there have markets right down here or capitol heights district heights suitland oxen hill temple hill okay. where the mgm is yeah and it's so funny because you know i don't know if it's like a, a it might be a cultural thing but anytime we think of hills heights yeah. it's always like a negative connotation with it right and Man. so these are the places that are on the list to like bloom okay. within the next year. So if you're investing in any of those places or becoming first-time homebuyers uh, there, then you are definitely getting a piece of a pie that is going to be yummy. We surely hate that we sold our house in the hills. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah. In Temple Hill so soon. Man. Yeah, you <laughs> the know, market right there is amazing. 
the, and there's so many people that come to DC for like internships and that, that, that need like, um, you know, temporary housing. So it's, I was thinking about it's good for, even if you were in the Airbnb market or just a buy and hold market, there's so many people that come on a contract basis to DC. It just seems like, like you said, like a no brainer, you know, to have an investment property there. I mean, think about it. Uh, um, hotels here in DC range from about, I mean, on a low end, two seventy a night. Yeah, two seventy a night. Do that math for thirty days, okay? That's how I ended up at an Airbnb. Yep. (laughs) (laughs) But it did kind of strike that kind of what you're saying. Like people, it's smart to invest the nation's capital because people are going to always come there. And if you have an Airbnb, like I ended up in a neighborhood called uh, Trinidad. Okay. Yeah. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) which is it's up and coming right it has such a bad connotation but to your point like gentrification is happening like i happen to stay with like someone in a very similar demographic with me so i wasn't uncomfortable at all so i was Mm -hmm. thinking like this is great like i want to get i I, even whether i live there or not i still want to own property there so thank you for that advice at one time they used to call dc chocolate city and i'm telling you i'm 29 i don't remember when they said that so it's it's really? it's interesting to to even hear. Oh yes, yeah, chocolate city, like chocolate weird. Right, it's definitely a melting yeah. pot. It's also mm-hmm. a, a key point to know about the DC area, the DMV, is that the military that's there, the yeah. government, and then how often that turns. Because if you you can always have someone, you can always rent out your house, especially if it's near a military base, because there's several of them around the area. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's smart. That's yep, good. and the colleges, there's several of them there like within a cluster too yep shout out to howard (laughs) (laughs) and Bowie state and morgan (laughs) oh yeah a lot of hbcus in the area yeah yeah you obviously are starting to get into the listing game and things like that are you are you a proponent of staging homes um or not staging homes what's your what's your absolutely staging Absolutely okay. staging. Um, um, few listings um, chose or in the beginning didn't want to. And I mean, just think about it. Like I said, every, technology, right? Um, people go on Pinterest. People are going on Instagram. People are shopping for furniture online, especially right now. And so you definitely want to see what a space looks like with furniture in there. Staging for sure. And right now with the pandemic, we're hiring people like Kim, right, for um, <laughs> interior mm-hmm. design to stage virtually because that's how people are able to get their property so sight unseen. They don't have to have anything in their home right now. All they need is a, a Kim to go in and stage the property. Exactly. Definitely stage. That's crazy because we actually did stage the flip house virtually. Mm-hmm. And not even <laughs> looking at those pictures, I'm like, wow, it really looks like it's in the space, but it's virtual. You walk in there and there's nothing in there, but online you see pictures of furniture in a space that's, and it's empty. Yep. Absolutely. There's these, um, you know, stuff that Kim can do, Matterport. And in California, there is actually, was staging was not considered an essential business. So you couldn't stage wow. the home. So you had no choice but to do virtual, virtual. staging yep. uh, for the homes. And then a lot of the actual homeowners did not want to have staging companies come inside the home. Mm-hmm. Yep. So this was the only option. So this is a, this could turn into the new normal. 
a lot of yeah. these things are going to change the way homes are sold. I like the idea uh, too that you how you said that um, you can if you want to go on a, a showing you walk into a space and it's completely empty to give the client um, uh, opportunity to just use their imagination right so they can see what their own furniture looks like in there but prior to they're able to see the listing online with furniture on there as a virtual showing um, but you can come in too and use your own imagination. So I, I really honestly like both ways, but definitely you have to have some type of visual there. Absolutely. This has been great. We kind of talked about just being and on the other side. We always talk about being an investor and using the property as either a flip property or a buy and hold. And we've done a lot of different things, but you're actually our first um, millennial realtor right you're our first you're our first real eyes and ears and exactly what's happening especially in the dmv market we just we never had a sense of we didn't have a sense of what was going on out there so i'm really excited to take a look and and just check out some some different things so thank you for that I and interest it. rates are like i know it's a roller coaster right now but as the check of is a couple of days ago interest yeah. rates are like 2.75 and so if you can get it now go get it this is that, the time. That's so important that you said mm -hmm. that because people think that because you're in a pandemic that they're going to find this magical deal, that there's this, <laughs> that prices are going <laughs> to drop. Prices are not dropping, nope. but the one thing that is dropping is the cost of money. So spoken like a, I spoken like a top producer. That, mm -hmm. that's, that's, that's exactly what it is right now. You're not going to get a deal, but the cost of money could potentially even drop even further. You know, and that changes yeah, the game we, in itself. Yeah, we haven't hit the bottom uh, yet. So if you're thinking about amortizing, you know, maybe not the price of the home, but if you're amortizing that interest, interest. rate, right over over the life of that loan, that's a huge discount. That may it never is. happen. This has never happened again. So this, if you are an investor, this is definitely something to look out for. And so, awesome thing. Speaking of investments, since this is, um, we talk about investments on the show, what are your personal thoughts on investing and how, or your personal goals on investing in the near future? I know you said, you know, you're, you're buying your first home. Yay. Kudos to that. <laughs> but what, do you have any other aspirations as far as investing goes with properties or are you just going to stick with just being a homeowner? Heck yeah, no, I'm totally investing because there is no other place to be but the nation's capital. Um, so my, my personal goals for myself is um, getting this house within two years, go ahead and get another one. If that, if I can do it next year, I'm going to get it. Um, I'm just giving my time just to adjust for the millennials who lived at home, right? Because I definitely <laughs> moved, I moved back home to save money. And um, if you have a foundation that is that you're able to do that, um, take full advantage of that. I mean, help out with your family, but do that. Stay home, save money, and go buy something that you can pass down for generations to come. It, it's exactly other cultures do it all the time. Well, that's about they, to say that. I feel like they, that's a cultural yeah. thing that we do not do that, and that. Um, in our, in the black community, we want to push our kids out when other people stay there until they're getting, I mean, some people live with their husbands and wives in their family house. Mm -hmm. So I feel like that's our culture. It's like, oh, you got to be out by 18 or you got to have a plan, you know, instead of being able to stay at home and work on a plan, you, you know, build that ADU. Yeah. Your ADU, build that, put them in the backyard. <laughs> <laughs> right. So, 
my mentor, uh, our, our team lead for uh, the home team of Exit Landmark Realty, if she had, if she could have all of us live behind her on a compound, she totally would. Like that's her dream, and we're like, oh my gosh, we need like <laughs> social distancing. Exactly. <laughs> keep, keep the babies close. Yeah. So you're you're real inspirational, and just everything you're going through. Tell us what kind of inspires you. Is there um, a book that? has um, created a little transformative inspiration for you that you can share with us? So, um, it, and this is so, um, I didn't have it actually planned, but I keep this one in my bag. So I'm a full advocate of uh, therapy, um, especially, oh, I love for, it. especially with millennials, because I just feel like there's a lot of pressure on us, right? Um, especially from the older generations and just uh, responsibility for anyone though. And, my therapist asked me the same thing and so I got this book last year and I revisited it so much I mean it's highlighted in here um breaking the power of negative of negative words oh um, I like it Ooh, and so this is has become my second like bible of just revisiting just when I need to just refresh right um we are in a time where there are so many people that have been hurt before, right? And so we need encouraging words. We need words that speak life into us. And we feel like we can do anything when we get those words. And so this book, it, it definitely does that for me. And I encourage anyone. Um, it's a really, really good read. It's easy. Um, and I, I really like it. I enjoy it. I, like I said, I visit it um, quite often. Well, we appreciate it. Thank you for Thank you for this. And thank you for coming on to the show. And thank you for having, um, thank you for sharing your time with us today. We greatly appreciate Absolutely. it. Oh, I have a quick story about Priya and I. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Priya, uh, this is, this goes to kind of what you're saying about inspirations and stuff and how you never know who's watching you because I never knew she was watching me and <laughs> she wrote me a note or right. Was that right before your graduation? I think so. Thank so I, she sent me an invitation to her graduation. So we worked together. Aww. We worked together at radio one and Priya was an intern and never knew. Amazing. I was like, Oh, she's so cute. This girl. Oh I God. love her. You know, see her, you know, just, you know, we spoke in past. I feel you, Ebony. <laughs> We never had like a real conversation until she basically invited me to her graduation and wrote me this note about how much she looked up to me and stuff. Oh, so I was so like, whoa, wait, what? <laughs> <laughs> For what? What did I do? <laughs> but it's one of those things that you never know who's watching you. So mm -hmm. I feel like we come full circle because I'm watching her blossom and watching her, you know, become uh -oh. this amazing woman. <laughs> so it's almost sweet, like yeah. a full circle because I'm like, oh, now I'm looking up to Priya like, girl, I'm trying to be like you. But, but you know what? It's also so important for us to share those words with people, right? So, so, so someone knows because like Kimmy's right. I didn't know her from like, I don't, from just what I've seen. And it was just so impactful. And I think it's important for us to say when we're going down the street and it's, you like a girl's hair. Hey, I like your hair. Just it's so dope. Yeah. yeah. You, you, we need to start doing that for, for humanity one. Um, and then for yourself, it's such a great feeling to know that someone has helped you and that you've helped them by telling them that they've helped you. Yeah. yeah. Absolutely. Okay, polka dots, like Ebony says. Okay, <laughs> polka dots. <laughs> yeah, no, yeah. I'm really big on empowered women um, yeah. empowering other women. So yeah. I love that. I love the book that you recommended, and I love Kim's story. Kim, I'm start calling you Kimmy. 
Oh my gosh, she was calling me Kimmy before it was on Instagram. Before yeah. it was on Instagram name, okay? That's love funny. It. I love it. That's Hi, awesome. Kimmy. But yes, thank you so much, Priya, for, for being on the show with us this week. And, you know, we wish you well. And, you know, can't wait to hear about that closing sidebar. Jeez. I am helping her decorate her, her new home. Oh, so, I love it. Virtually. <laughs> so cool. <laughs> so that's we so need cool. pics. We need pictures. Um, before or after pictures of that so we can take Courtney, I will be having that one on YouTube. <laughs> okay, all right, all right. We'll post it on the IG. So yes. where can we find you? Where can we find you? Give us your give us your creds. Uh, I am at Queen Pre on Instagram and Facebook or, and um, P2TheRealtor.com and P2TheRealtor on Facebook as well. And of okay. course, our morning show and Catch 22 Boutique. Because hey, <laughs> I'm a brand ambassador too. Yeah, she's serious. <laughs> but no, uh, in, in all seriousness, um, just thank you guys for the platform. It's super encouraging and super powerful to see just women collaborating with each other. Like I said, we don't get to see that very often, especially in our culture. And so I think it's phenomenal that you guys are doing. I mean, this is the 15th Aww. episode. I remember when you guys launched, and I just, it's just great to see that you guys just blossom yeah and so this is only the beginning of something super 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 major i mean i'm very very excited to see how far you guys go with this it may seem like minimum to you guys heck yeah Yeah. heck yeah airplane (laughs) mode exactly we can't wait to be on spaceship wait (laughs) welcome to your youtube channel right don't forget to like comment and subscribe (laughs) (laughs) i've been practicing (laughs) Awesome. All right. Well, thank you, ladies, and I appreciate it. And we'll see bye. you next week. Bye. All right. Bye-bye.